Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles, your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks for listening in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Time to start stealing houses. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a private preview, or we will uh, send you a video. We'll upload a video of any loft, condo, or house around downtown, or uh, anything around Los Angeles, or I should say most properties. Uh, any property in downtown, most properties around LA, we'll go and we'll shoot a video for you. Uh, if you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. <clears throat> So here's something that should help you uh, come away about $30,000 richer from this little discussion. So we're going to start talking more and more about things that are going to save you money, things that are going to make you money in this environment of uh, real estate collapse. Uh, tips and tricks that are going to make you do a lot better than other people in this uh, time of the cycle that's dropping down, very quickly dropping down in the economic cycle of lowering of prices. Uh, so we're going right now into stagflation, which is a combination of stagnation and inflation. So, uh, prices uh, and the sweetie. prices are going up, and the one thing most people have not caught on yet is all of the missing inventory, all of the stuff that's not in the stores that should be is most people have a hard time, as I mentioned yesterday and the day before. People have a hard time. They don't know where money comes from. They don't know how things are priced, why things are priced the way that they are. Most people have no idea. Most people have not priced thousands and thousands of items like I have. Most people have not taken... Uh, many different economics classes in school and college like I have. Most people have not read the books and uh, all the other research. So that's what I'm here for, to help you with that. So we're in the beginning of stagflation, which... By the way, that doesn't mean everybody, everything, and every place is all stagnating and inflating at the same time. We're just talking about an overall trend when you look at the big picture, stagflation. So it's now harder to make money 
while at the same time uh, more prices are going up than down. So usually you have, uh, you know, uh, in a healthier economy you have prices uh, dropping when people's income drops. Right now you have people's income dropping and you have the price of most things going up. So those things that are out of stock in the grocery store, guess what? If you look a little tiny bit closer, you'll see they are the inexpensive commodities for the most part that, uh, that are not on the store shelves. So the things that are on the store shelves are generally the more expensive alternatives. Uh, like bleach. Bleach is usually about $3.95 or whatever, $3.99 for a gallon of bleach. Uh, maybe even less. Uh, but right now, you go to the local Smart and Final grocery store, the closest grocery store to me where I live here, at Alta Lofts, Lincoln Heights, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, you'll see that the uh, bleach is not $2.99 or $3.99, it's $12, uh, 12, or, 12 or $13 uh, a gallon. So, uh, people, and then once the stuff does get on the shelves and stay there, the prices will, will be mostly higher and some will be a lot higher. So that's stagflation. People have a hard time really recognizing what's going on. And to really know what's going on, you have to listen and watch and read everything. You don't just say, oh, those people are liars. I'm not going to listen to them. These other people, this other media is fake news. I'm not going to listen to a word they say. Uh, that's not what you learn in college. I don't... Been, there hasn't been really any colleges telling people, at least not when I was going to college, <laughs> they were not telling people to, you know, to tune out a lot of information. Uh, higher education, people that are highly educated, they're not just listening to one media. The people that are wealthy, that are successful, that are intellectual, that are, uh, um, they are looking at all or much of the media. So I watch CNN. I'm watching a tiny bit less than CNN than I used to because I've spent uh, about 40 years almost watching CNN. So watching a little bit more Fox News, a tiny bit more, I should say. But overall, I've watched 10 times as much CNN. So um, if you're not listen, watching some Fox News and some, a lot of MSNBC, a whole lot of CNBC, then you're really not understanding economics or business all that well if you're not watching a lot of CNBC and Bloomberg and uh, other business news shows and business news and media. And then you're not really understanding the even bigger picture, the world 
socio-economic politics. You're not understanding all of that unless you are reading the Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine and um, all the other mainstream financial stuff, uh, mainstream political stuff, and, and also listening to the alternative media. So even though Alex Jones, let's take someone who is among the wackiest, come on, walking my dog as usual, here at Elysian Park. Alex Jones, one of the wackiest, who also has some of the most valuable and hard to get, hard to find information, uh, some of which is true, uh, uh, much of which is true. And those who are really good at identifying the truth, um, who really understand what is the truth, which I'm fortunately very good at naturally, uh, they know that you have to, that truth really depends on perspective. If you point down at the ground between your feet and you say that's down, it's always down, no matter what it's down, well, you're wrong because that same direction, if you just keep right on going through the uh, earth and through the middle of the earth and out to the other side, then you are pointing up. up. And it's that way about everything. Everything is that way. And I shouldn't say, should never say everything. Let's just say virtually everything is that way. Uh, it all depends on perspective. So when you're seeing things from the perspective of Alex Jones, there is a, a lot of truth, a tremendous amount of truth when you are looking at it from his perspective. Same thing with the mainstream media. If you're, they, the mainstream media really attempts to see things from the perspective of the largest viewing audience possible uh, so they could sell a maximum amount of advertising. So, and their biggest audience and most profitable is uh, basically, you know, 50-year-olds. But there, of course, that varies a lot. But that's who the mainstream news is targeted at: 50-year-olds and and all plus all age groups uh, as well. So we're getting back. We're going to get back to what we started with was was to you know tips and tricks on how to make you extra money. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about real estate in this. Uh, um, podcast, audio webcast, this episode, but I always want to include some well-rounded stuff. Uh, I it's it's best, especially with economics, to assume that there's you know kids listening, teenagers, young adults, and people who are not normally interested in economics they need it to be put into words for the for the average person so the way that I think is partially very basic and partially very you know advanced and intellectual so I try to translate the um, ow <laughs> because I have a huge broad base of knowledge I try to to 
also word things in a way that uh, for my friend Jason, who is a salesman, an entrepreneur, and spends zero time learning trivia and zero time learning general knowledge because he doesn't want to be a generalist. Generalists make less money than specialists. So I've been a generalist most of my life and now I'm becoming more of a specialist in investments and marketing. (laughs) So we'll just keep it there. Marketing and investments. And that's, uh, that's what I'm specializing in, but my knowledge is vast. So economics, you know, my background already. So let's get back to the one thing that I want to mention so that I don't forget, which is um, uh, a tip for getting the most value when you're transacting real estate in a crashing real estate market. Okay? So what does that mean? If you're selling now... I uh, assume it's either either because you have to sell because you need the money or you, you want to sell because you have something else planned uh, to, to do with that money, such as you want to move to Arizona or Costa Rica or Panama or w- whatever you're going to do with the money or you want to put it into um, Bitcoin. Like I've had the uh, audacity to suggest that some people might sell their home to buy Bitcoin. Well, of course, if you had sold your home in 2007 and bought Bitcoin in 2010, uh, it would be hard to not for you to not be a billionaire. That's right. If you would have sold your home in 2007, spent most of that money or even a big chunk of it, you would still be a billionaire right now. How many people did that? I don't know of any that did that at that time. But I would love to hear from them. But that's why it's such a fantastic opportunity. The most amazing opportunities are the ones that other people are not taking. And that's always the case. The most amazing, outrageously, incredibly um, lucrative opportunities are the ones that other people are not taking. And why is that? That's a basic law of economics, of supply and demand. If everybody's doing something, it drives down the... the, I was going to say drives down the price. It actually drives up the price and it drives down the profit. We're talking about investments. If everybody's putting their money into an investment, the investment's going to get more expensive because the supply got smaller and the return on that investment is going to go down because that's, that's part of the, uh, the price and reward. So... Bitcoin, since so few people were doing it, so few people knew what it was, so few people had heard of it, so few people knew how to do it, so few people could do it without um, like losing it or getting hacked uh, and so forth, or just having errors or issue technical, technical difficulties. That's why those who 
knew about Bitcoin in 2010 uh, and then knew how to buy it or mine it. Uh, and if they put in $100,000, those people are billionaires now. So just a few years later, when Bitcoin was at about a dollar, one young lady, I think she was a young lady, said, oh, darn, I, oh, no, no, maybe Bitcoin was 30 bucks. That, yeah, 30, uh, Bitcoin was 30 bucks in about 2012, 2011, 2012, I think 2000, around 2012. And she said on YouTube how Bitcoin was 30 bucks and she really blew it because she had the opportunity to buy Bitcoin at a dollar. I could be wrong about the, the, the amounts and the dates, by the way, but that's roughly what it was. So this is the number one problem with Bitcoin. Uh, the number one mistake, I should say, that people make when thinking about Bitcoin is that they assume that it's only going to go up like 20% or 200% or maybe if they're super duper extremely crazy lucky, it might go up 2,000%. Well, it's gone up more like 200,000% or more. It might, might have gone up 2 million percent. So when I first started buying Bitcoin, uh, I was just, I was lucky because I was able to understand what it was. I had my ear open for um, technology and opportunities. I'm a technology person, I'm an entrepreneurial uh, and investment opportunity person. So when I first heard about Bitcoin, it actually went by so fast that I really couldn't even, they just mentioned on the radio or something, two seconds, Bitcoin today did this. Uh, and then, uh, but when I heard it again in 2012, Bitcoin crashed today, the digital cryptocurrency had a big is having a big crash and I heard it clearly I was able to google it Bitcoin what is this Bitcoin why is it crashing because I know and the best investors know that you make the most money when you buy very low and sell very high so being that it crashed, I was like, well, is this an opportunity? I Googled it and I thought, oh, wow, Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? It is the Internet of Money. I'm going to get back to real estate, by the way, in a minute. I just wanted to mention these things that, that I think are important because we're talking about the timeline and the bigger picture. So I'm lucky because... Every aspect of Bitcoin, every thing about it, the philosophy, the technology, the uh, utility, the purpose, the results, uh, 
and all of the other aspects about it, the economics of it, the politics of it, 100% fit. Namely because I'm a 100% libertarian. Let's say I'm somewhere between a 99% libertarian and a 101% libertarian. <laughs> uh, and Bitcoin is a, is, is a libertarian, it's got libertarian values. That's how I also know that Dorian Satoshi Nakamoto is likely the real uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, the inventor of Bitcoin, even though he denies it. Um, if you read the interview, I think it was done by Newsweek, did a very extensive interview with him, and he said, you know, he's not involved in that anymore, that he was. But if you look at his background, uh, and I'm very good at researching backgrounds because I'm an information specialist, information specialist in the Air Force, information specialist since I was 12 years old, starting with the Apple II and the TRS-80 and everything. So uh, every single puzzle piece not only fit uh, for Dorian Satoshi Nakamoto, including him denying that he is the inventor of Bitcoin, that, that's a puzzle piece that also fits 100%, because that's what the creator of Bitcoin uh, can say, would say, should say, and in fact did say. Uh, can, would, and did say that he is not the creator. So, literally dozens of major puzzles. By the way, this is a guy who was a, you know, top secret defense industry programmer and libertarian and everything else that precisely fits the uh, creator of Bitcoin. Someone who has lived in the United States for roughly 50 years and <laughs> being a clever guy that he is he pretended like his English was not too good because he was born in Japan but this is a guy that's as American as apple pie <laughs> who, who would put on a little accent <laughs> Who is a, this is a guy who's a brilliant, a genius, a brilliant speaker who knows how to act dumb when he is anything but. His entire career has been very high-level uh, programming for the defense industry. All top-secret stuff. I, by the way, have a um, above-top-secret security clearance in the, in the U.S. Air Force. So how does this all get back to what we should be doing with real estate and a crashing real estate market, crashing economy? I just watched, just watched uh, YouTube 
Just watched uh, YouTube. Uh, ben Mala. Ben Mala talking today about his massive crash, his massive real estate crash that is wiping out his huge real estate empire, uh, relatively huge real estate empire, uh, is getting just wiped out. So this is something that people are like not picking up. People are not picking up how much damage is being done to the economy, how much shaking out. By the way, as far as real damage, yes, there's going to be real damage. But even at a much bigger scale than the real damage is the the shifting. The shifting of thousands of dollars of your money to um, to billionaires and the government. Government and billionaires and the people with the right connections. Basically, for every thousand dollars that you think of benefit that you're getting, you're going to be paying about six thousand dollars out to um, to the billionaires, the bankers, the investment major investment companies, and the government and their buddies. So, and that's like today, right now. The longer that the the longer that the um, crisis and shutdown happens, that will just increase. That will go to um, your $6,000 going out of your... Hold on, I'm getting a thorn out of my sock. Ow! <laughs> I'm going to sit down and get the thorn out of the sock. So the $6,000 that is right now or already in the process of leaving your net worth and going to Warren Buffett and Donald Trump and uh, and all their buddies um, that's going to be turning into uh, more and more it's going to turn into 7,000 of your net worth 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 the longer that this goes on let me pull out this thorn real quick, we are in Elysian Park although I think that this thorn has been in there since a few days ago just a moment because this is getting juicy um, I wonder if you could still hear me when I put the phone down you know I don't even know if uh, the where the microphone is I, I can't find the microphone I think it's on these headphones why can't I find the thorn okay I know where it was oh maybe it's in my shoe Let's look in the shoe for the thorn. Here it is. Yeah, it's not in my sock, it's in my shoe. There we go. That was a large, painful thorn. Is it a thorn or a um, thistle? Well, no, what do you call those things that gets up Whoopi's nose and I'm afraid it's gonna kill him and go to his brain? called a, I can't remember, 
we'll remember it. It's those things that kind of feather out and they have like microscopic fish hooks that uh, cause it to burrow in. It can burrow into a dog's skin. And if it goes up the dog's nose, it can bur quick, pretty quickly burrow into their brain. Or, or, or Hi, this is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. This is part two. And thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Stagflation is here. Part two. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a private preview upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, then you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213. 880-9910 now. Stagflation part two. So we had just brought up a couple issues about economics and we're going to get to stagflation and how to take advantage of stagflation. Now for someone who spends a lot of extra time listening to and watching information on economics, uh, economics is the dismal science, so there's several reasons that I and other people could get uh, down. So it's just something we have to continuously remind ourselves, uh, if those of us who have, I'm, I'm naturally not a down person, but I can get just a tiny bit uh, down on some things uh, occasionally. So economics is one of those things that tends to make people want to crawl up into a ball but if they think about it correctly then they don't have to crawl into a ball or get upset or think about it negatively uh, it's all positive and negative and nothing in life nothing in the universe and even nothing in economics is all negative there's no such thing so it's just that when, when if things are positive say 80% of the time or 95% of the time uh, and then they change then we see it as negative because uh, we, we were not prepared for it we don't know we don't have the information we don't have the infrastructure uh, to deal with it so that's our main problem with recessions and that's going to be our problem with stagflation which is kind of a combination of recession and inflation. Uh, but the, what you do is you take advantage of those things. So as the government grows, uh, even though Trump tries to cut back on a lot of things, there's still more government things growing than, than shrinking. And that's unfortunately, that's a part of governments and bureaucracy is that they grow automatically where there's no conspiracy required uh, a lot of people want power and they work to get the power uh, that does not require a conspiracy that's called that's called uh, 
different personalities. Some are more aggressive than others. Some want more money and resources than others. Some of them think that their ideas are better or that they have a better purpose of it, either selfish better purpose or a better purpose, purpose for the good of their family, their friends, or all of humanity. And there's uh, different people doing all those things. So when I talk about taking advantage of stagflation, there's different people doing it different ways. For me, I'm talking about feeding yourself, giving yourself oxygen so that you could breathe, you could uh, operate, and also having uh, the, as much capital as possible so that you could do what, whatever you need to do uh, business-wise uh, to achieve your aims, and the bigger the better. The bigger your goals are, the, the more likely that you're going to have uh, success along the way and uh, more success along the way. The easier it is to be motivated, the easier it is to motivate others, and the easier it is to make things happen. So I'm launching a new real estate company, and it's not just going to—it's not about just a little five or ten or twenty-person real estate office. We're talking about uh, being bigger and better, with the emphasis on better than uh, Redfin, Trulia, Zillow, Realtor.com. Uh, better than. Keller Williams, better than Remax, better than um, any any real estate company. You chasing the lizard? He ran into the crack. I'll show you where he went. He went right here. The lizard went right went right here. Yeah, he's inside there. Where you're not going to be able to get to him. Okay. So, stagflation and how to take advantage of it. First of all, the, the taking advantage of the fundamentals. As I mentioned in the last, uh, in the part one episode, uh, that is buying low and selling high. Buying low, selling high, even if you're going to live in the place in the meantime. You want to buy low and sell high. So, what does stagflation allow you to do? Well... It may, the price may go down a little bit on real estate. The price may go, mostly go up. The price might mostly go up on real estate. So we just want to uh, try to buy as low as possible. So prices right now, the pricing pressure is pushing prices lower. So that's what we want. If we're buying, we want to be taking extra time and shopping for that low price and putting in offers, lower offers than before. People are scared. People are running out of money. A lot of people are already out of money. And people are, as I mentioned in a previous episode, one thing people don't realize is when you have the biggest... Uh, economic crash in history that we're in now. Uh, people have a hard time recognizing that, realizing it, but it's just a fact. You can look at many numbers. The stock market crash that we've had December was the worst stock market crash in history, and the uh, February March stock market crashes, stock March stock market crashes were worse than that. Stock market crashes. Uh, Stock market crashes in March were the worst 
the biggest, quickest drops ever in history. So you just don't have that. I don't think it's ever happened in history that you have that kind of crash without having a recession and other issues that go along with it, other crises. And what happens is the, everything is linked. Uh, viruses and the economy is linked, as we, as we know. We can clearly see that if you bother to try. <laughs> Not hard to see the, the link between the uh, COVID-19 and the stock market crash. There, there's a connection. Uh, so uh, everything economically is, is even more linked than that. So uh, you watch Ben Mala. He's the guy who tells the truth. Uh, everything is his empire that just a few weeks ago was he was helping people to, you know, to uh, borrow money and buy real estate. And his is, all, his is crumbling now. The, he owns a lot of commercial real estate uh, that he leases out to businesses. He owns a lot of commercial real estate that he leases out to residences. He has hotels. And all of that is just uh, trash, like 100% of it. Hotels are wiped out because nobody's staying at the Florida hotels. The few that tried to stay at hotels and have fun, they quickly got... Um, attacked and made and the rules got changed and they got pushed into the lockdown while they're spreading coronavirus COVID-19 all over the world uh, now and people who don't believe me when I say that I'm not the only one doctors uh, plenty of doctors are saying that coronavirus COVID-19 is, is a bad flu. It's not only similar to a flu, it is, it's the same thing. Um, they mutate, so they're all the same and they're all different. So when they say this is different, they're not necessarily lying, but when I tell you that this is the same, I'm also not lying. <laughs> because when something is the same kind of virus that is always having minor mutations continuously, it is very much the same and it's very much different. Uh, I've had this type of back-breaking fever flu before, uh, quite a long time ago, many years ago, if not decades. And so that's what the symptoms of this has. And then it moves into your uh, lungs. And if you have healthy lungs, then you do fine. If you are unhealthy because you are uh, have health issues due to age, health issues due to illnesses, health issues due to uh, medications that you're taking. All those um, side effects are actually um, real effects. So they're called side effects, but they should just call them real effects or health effects or even call them diseases. The... Side effects. It probably would be much better if they called side effects what they really are, which is diseases. Um, so people that are taking uh, medications or that have other health issues, those are the people that are dying uh, almost 100%. Of course, some people will die because they are more sensitive to COVID-19. 
and they may have been the picture of health otherwise, but there's very few of those. Almost everyone has issues related to cardiopulmonary, uh, diabetes, or, or some other disorder that affects your cardiopulmonary system. If my dad, who has pretty very very serious cardiopulmonary issues right now, if he were to get that, he, he would probably die unless he got lucky. Um, his lungs might be healthy enough to, to handle it, but he would probably have a, a stroke. So, uh, Donald Trump, at least he's reminding us because Democrats, I'm a libertarian by the way, I'm mostly against Democrat. I've never voted for any Democrat or Republican because they are both pretty horrible uh, they're ta- uh, because they're always taking away more of your rights than what they say that they're giving you. They're also not, neither one of them is, they're, they're all overspending, overspending greatly and not putting the money towards the best use. But I mentioned earlier putting in low offers. So let's just end with the climax of that's the main thing I want to talk about, putting in offers. So that's the main thing. People who do want to buy a place, who would like to own a place, who want to get a good deal, and who will only buy if they get a great deal at a very low price, they're not putting in the offers. So... As I mentioned in the last episode, if everyone else is doing it, it's not going to give you super-duper superior results. You only get super-duper superior results when you are doing something that other people are not doing. Well, guess what other people are not doing that's going to get you super-duper superior results uh, in real estate right now? They're not putting in offers. And right now, the prime time to be putting in offers began three weeks ago. Among the big, the big crash that we've been having, big crash, big crisis that we've been having. So the prime time, the good news is the prime time is not over, but the prime time has begun. So those who are not out there putting in the lowball offers, doing your research, finding the best deals, finding motivated sellers, sell, the, the number of people that are panicking is huge. The number of homeowners that are panicking is now significant. Let's repeat that. The number of people panicking worldwide is Astounding, an astounding number of people are panicking. They're willing to hand over life and liberty for someone who will just make them feel like uh, mommy and daddy is going to take care of them. They're willing to hand over life, liberty, and treasury if they can find someone 
convincing who will say, I'm your mommy, your daddy, and I will take care of you. If someone can give them that same feeling, they're willing to give anything. So when you go in and you start putting in your low offers right now, because I th- we are going to have some cascading crises, issues, more bad news coming down the road. But right now, this is the first, this is it. If you want something that's gonna get better results than what other people are getting, uh, now is the time. It's the beginning of prime real estate stealing season. And I, I did not make up that word, stealing houses. One of the most generous, caring people that I've ever met Uh, used that term in 1994 that people are stealing houses. They're putting in very, very low offers because prices had been sliding for for like uh, seven years. So they were getting close to their bottom. By 1997, home prices were bottoming out. So if you were stealing houses between 1994 and 1997, uh, you're doing really well in 2007. And even in 2008-9-10-11, you're still doing well financially, most, most likely. So when you put in that low offer, you are the mommy and daddy. You've got the money got the answer to their problems they want to get rid of their house their house is a burden it's a financial burden that they cannot afford it's an emotional burden you are relieving them of their burden so I mentioned perspective in what was it, the beginning of this episode or was it the last episode I think it was the beginning of this episode perspective Is it one or the other? Are you stealing their house or are you helping them by relieving them of their intense financial and emotional burdens? The answer is both. Especially if you are looking at it from both perspectives. The losers in the stagflation situation are the people that are only looking at, oh, who's taking advantage of whom? Who's taking advantage of me? And people are very preoccupied with that right now, of who's going to take advantage of them, how do they stop it? But uh, more than half of sellers right now know that the gig is up. More than half of them know that there is a serious issue. More than half of them know that they might need to sell their house. Not that many, but (laughs) let's say of homeowners that uh, are in a precarious situation, uh, more than half of them know that they might need to sell their house. Um, Even Mike and I have, Mike says, I'm going to sell the loft. Uh, But uh, 
we're not going to need to sell it off because we have um, the number of opportunities and the number of things in the pipeline is uh, is staggering, and the number of things, that, uh, number of ways to make money is is tremendous. Uh, so it's just a matter of shifting gears, shifting your perspective, uh, making sure that you have. For those that don't have any resources, uh, yeah, they they'll have a, a more difficult start, a slower start. They might have to take advantage of this stagflation cycle uh, a little bit and slowly, and then the next stagflation cycle or the next recession cycle, the next upswing, they'll be able to move a lot faster. When it's uh, when the economy's booming, it's a lot easier to move uh, faster, make money faster, make progress faster. You're getting uh, thorns, thistles. What are they? I can't remember what these things are called. Okay, come on, come on, sweetie. So that's uh, that's pretty much uh, it. Putting in those low offers. Okay, so work. We got to put in some work. The work is doing the research, looking at the properties, putting in the low offers, and uh, putting in more offers. Doing what other people are failing to do, taking advantage of the opportunities that other people are failing to recognize as opportunities. And there's a whole bunch, there's just countless. So this is just one of the opportunities to take advantage of right now. And that's how to take advantage of it, by putting in the low offers, massive amounts of low offers. In California, you are obligated, if they accept your offer, you're obligated to buy the place. You also have three contingencies. The contingency means that your offer is not 100% complete until you have signed off on your contingencies. And now you have one more that's similar to contingency. You have a coronavirus force majeure um, that's similar to a contingency because it also allows you to cancel or extend. So all those things, ask an attorney all the details there's exceptions to every rule, but in California, you've got very strong. Uh, but as I mentioned in a, a few weeks ago, don't buy a place planning on canceling. Don't buy a place um, uh, saying, um, uh, you know, I'm only going to buy this if I like it during the inspection, and the inspection motivates me to want to buy it. That's not it. You need to make sure that you're getting a good deal uh, by putting in a low enough offer and so that when you do the inspection you hear plenty of bad news uh, that you're still uh, still motivated to buy the place. So putting in those low offers and you don't fall in love with a house. If you're going to live in it, you got tons of cash, tons of dough, 
you find a house that is your dream home that you want to live in for years and years, well then fine, go ahead and uh, fall in love with it. <laughs> but don't fall in love with it until you get your key. <laughs> because there's other people that may outbid you, or you may have a seller who is not, um, doesn't give you the terms that you need or, and so forth. It may not be their fault. Maybe they, they may be unable to give you the terms that you need, the, the selling date, the move, move-in date, closing date, and so forth. So that's it. You put in this offer after offer, not on anything and everything and willy-nilly offers. You do the research, you find the good deals, and you put in an offer that is allowing you to buy it at a low or very low price. To where you could sell it uh, maybe tomorrow but preferably down the, down the road and make a profit by the way flipping right now is I don't recommend that to anybody uh, unless it is a fixer especially if it's a fixer that the public has not really seen yet like if you buy a property before it goes onto the market or shortly after it's gone onto the market and like it's been on the market for zero days or one day, and then you're able to, to buy it, then uh, that's, uh, that's something you may be able to flip, especially if it's a fixer in a super neighborhood and the house looks bad, but all it needs is um, paint, uh, maybe adding one window, adding some sconces, some lighting, some tile, if it's a valuable place, maybe adding a kitchen and bathroom, upgrading the kitchen and bathroom, replacing the flooring or repairing the flooring, and beautifying the landscaping. Ideally, and it's in a fantastic neighborhood and the neighbor houses look, you know, twice as good as uh, this house even after it's finished. That's the ideal flip. So that's it. I'm going to leave you with that. Put in the offers, the low offers. Because just like when people were not buying Bitcoin, when I was buying Bitcoin, people that were not buying Bitcoin before me because I had not even heard of it, uh, now's your chance to be putting in these low offers to take advantage of... Uh, the panic, take advantage in a, of a, in, a, in a good way. The result is to relieve that seller of what they see as a burden and then to benefit financially for yourself so that you could help others financially. You could build up a, a big financial, uh, not just a nest egg for yourself, but a big financial apparatus to help as many people as possible, help people in as big of a way as possible. All right, I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house is available upon request. Call 213-880-9910 now. Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks again for listening. You take care. Bye-bye.